0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So another Saturday in the books for Major League Baseball. A lot of great things to go over. So let's start with Goat Talk. Goat Talk, greatest of all time. Who's in that conversation? None other than Mr. Clayton Kershaw. And he did something else last night in L.A. So he has become the Dodgers all-time strikeout leader. He surpassed Hall of Famer Don Sutton on that list, and now he is alone. He has the most strikeouts by any pitcher in Dodger history. He got his 2,697th career strikeout. No pitcher has ever struck out more batters in Dodgers history. And he did it at home, which is great. He struck out Spencer Torkelson in the fourth inning of the Dodgers 5-1 loss to the Tigers on Saturday night. And obviously, he knew the moment. He walked around for a few seconds before tipping his cap to the sold-out crowd at Dodger Stadium. But, you know, it was a big moment. That's history in the making. Goat talk, like I said. You know, when you... He's on his way to Cooperstown, first battle hall of famer, obviously. Now he's just adding more accolades to his resume. Before he finally calls it quits, which could be pretty soon. But we can enjoy history in the making as it happens. So... Yes, most career strikeouts in Dodgers franchise history, Sutton had held the record since the 1979 season when he passed Don Drysdale. And um, yeah, so it was seven strikeouts over six innings on Saturday for Kirsch, who now has a total of 2,700, and he's the 26th pitcher in history to reach 2,700 strikeouts. So that's great. Obviously, we know Kirsch his prime was just a big time strikeout pitcher. We'd get double-digit strikeouts on a regular basis. We would see him go deep into games, you know, seven, eight innings regularly. Obviously, now that he's older, he's reinvented himself, but he's still a very effective pitcher. You just have to have him on not necessarily a pitch count. Yeah, somewhat of a pitch count. Yeah, let's say that. You have to have him on more of a pitch count, and uh, they just manage his, his innings throughout the year. But you'll get a very good pitcher at the end of the year, which is what he's learned to be, just with less stuff. So hat tip to Clayton Kershaw. So let's go to some some teams that continue their win streaks. I'm going to go down to Miami, where the Marlins marched to their seventh straight win. They have closed the book on one of their best Aprils in franchise history. Marlins have a 12-8 record, and they had a 3-1 victory over the Mariners on Saturday night at Lone Depot Park. So their seven-game win streak is their longest since April of 2016 and there are a few trends from April that showed up in Saturday's series clinching win against the Mariners the first thing is Jesus Luzardo. so he started and he has a 34% strikeout rate this year okay so he only struck out five across six innings so his strikeout rate actually went down but he still has a 34% strikeout rate only six starting pitchers with at least 20 innings, have a higher punch-out rate than him. So his success is tied quite a bit into the fact that he's thrown with increased velocity this year. He credits that to the offseason work he put in, but we have to remember, Lussard is only 24. So he's still coming into his own, and you know it's, it's not unusual for a guy like that to gain some velo at this time. His fastball has gone up by 1.8 miles an hour. That's almost 2 miles an hour, according to StatCast. That's the fifth-highest improvement among major leaguers. So, also, the Marlins staff as a whole has just been really good. Their rotation has been the foundation of their playoff aspirations. They have the seventh lowest ERA in baseball. They have a 3.03 staff ERA. Pablo Lopez is number one on that list. He has the lowest ERA in baseball, 0.39. Sandy Alcantara has a 1.78. He's the 12th best ERA in baseball. So, they pitch really well as a group. That's what they do. And... We saw more of that yesterday. They also have four relievers with saves. So the Marlins do not have an established closer. They're mixing and matching multiple high leverage options. Anthony Bender leads them with six saves, but three other guys have recorded one each over the past week. Cole Salser, Tanner Scott, Lewis Head. So that plays into another stat. The Marlins are 12-0 when leading after eight innings. That's a huge stat to, to make note of, that if they have a lead in the eighth, they have guys who, who can get the job done to shut the game down and close things in the ninth inning. That is huge. It gives the team a lot of confidence. Another thing we saw from yesterday, so the, the Marlins are very patient at the dish. Their batters are very patient. They have 77 walks on the year. So they were down one nothing in the fifth against Robbie Ray, reigning AL Cy Young winner. And they orchestrated the decisive three-run inning on RBI hits from Brian De La Cruz and John Birdie. But like Washington earlier this week, like like when they were in Washington earlier this week, those two guys started with a tough lefty on the mound. You know, both those hitters, and and you know, this is. This is part of the Marlins organization. You know, these are not big names. Brian DeLa Cruz, John Birdie. But if there's a lefty on the mound, they're going to be in the starting lineup. And you can see the organization trying to incorporate their entire roster. They're turning into favorable matchups and keep keeping everyone fresh over a 162 game season. And it paid off. Brian De La Cruz, big RBI single in a big spot there. So this franchise is using everyone. Everyone in the right situation and the walks. You know, 77 walks, like I said, that's tied for seventh most in the majors. That's huge. That's huge. Um, a patient a patient hitter is a good hitter most times. And they we up getting a 3-1 win. So great things are happening in Miami. You know, that NL East is really looking pretty good right now. The Yankees extended their win streak. Their win streak is at eight now after a Garrett Cole gem, another one. So he struck out six over six innings in a shutout victory for the Yankees in Kansas City. They beat the Royals 3-0 at Kauffman Stadium. It was Garrett Cole's second straight scoreless start. So he's racked up 15 strikeouts across 12 and two-thirds innings over the past week. And these recent efforts have him looking more like the pitcher the Yankees know him to be, not the one he was at the beginning of the year where he had a 6.35 ERA through three outings. So he's looking really good. Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole. You know, he likes to, I don't know why, maybe not a lot of people, but I've heard some people criticize that contract. I will never criticize the Garrett Cole contract. I thought I thought it was a good deal when he signed it. I think it's still a good deal. You know, a nine-year deal or something, yes, it's going to fall off at the end, but you're not paying him for the last three years. You're paying him for the first five, six years. And I think it's, he's well worth it. You're not going to find many pitchers better than Garrett Cole, and that's just what it costs to acquire someone like him. So that's, that's just my opinion. I think he's a very good pitcher. But yeah, the Yankees continue to roll. Their pitching has looked really good. I mean, there was a shutout last night. Six innings from Cole, one from Castro, one from Holmes. Chapman closed it in the ninth inning. And New York Yankees are doing doing good things. If we move on. So George Springer's revenge tour continues. He continues to torment his old team, the Houston Astros. So... In 2021, you you only saw flashes of George Springer's brilliance because injuries limited him to 78 games. But even when he was in the lineup, you know, he was he was he was good. He he really was. I mean, he had a 907 OPS and 22 homers in less than half a season. I mean, George Springer on on a per game basis just puts up numbers. It's it's pretty remarkable. But he was the Blue Jays entire offense on Saturday in their 2-1 win over his old team at Rogers Center. He gave them both the runs. Two solo homers from George Springer. And then the Astros got their one run from a solo homer by Jordan Alvarez. But that's now three homers against the Astros for George Springer, his his old team, in, in just a few games. I mean, he homered back down in Houston not too long ago, like I think a week ago or so. Now up in Toronto against them, he gets two more. I mean, yeah, he's tormenting these guys. Obviously, he... Was a World Series MVP for Houston, and they they definitely enjoyed having him in their lineup. And now he's doing it for somebody else for the team that decided to pay him. But Springer is is off to a good start. If he can stay healthy, you expect the All Star All Star All Star berth for him. He's he's that dude. And one thing I noticed is both his home runs were off a of curveball. So he's a guy who could normally hit the heater, and everyone knows that. The fact that he's making the adjustments, probably looking curveball in certain counts. That's a good sign. So that's going to do it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.